Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of the Primetime Titans. JG and I are here today. We got another ed- edition of our OnlyFans segment. Um, looking forward to bringing that to you. Also have some announcement due to creative differences. The Primetime Titans have split ways with the Pigskin Podcast Network, so you will no longer see the DraftKings sports ads or listen to them. We're excited about that. we got some new things coming down the pipeline. But without further ado, get ready for the NFL draft with us. And please welcome in the king, Johnny Cash. I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a-coming. It's rolling around a bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison. And time keeps dragging on But that train keeps rolling Alright, here we go. Primetime Titans. It's JG. I'm Robert. And we have another installment of our OnlyFans segment. And we have a fan here because we're OnlyFans. Please introduce yourself. Hey, it's Stuart. Stuart. We have Stuart with us. And... Uh, we're excited to have him on. We're excited to ask him some questions about his Titans fandom and what he thinks about the team. And if he would want Will Levis or not, where if he does want Will Levis, then I probably am just going to kick him off the show right away. <laughs> but it's, we're not going to spoil that yet. We'll get to that. Um, but, yes, so we are back. Uh, it's It's been a, a pretty long time. Uh, I think the last time we talked – Robert and I were talking about maybe getting Lamar Jackson. Uh, Robert was saying that a lot of things would have to happen for us to get him. And uh, the Titans don't have Lamar Jackson right now. So I would say that's that's probably out the door. But one of the things we did do at the end of the episode was I asked Robert some questions and said, would these things happen uh, by the time we next record? And I got to give Robert some props because I think he got every – question right by the so time far. we're recording right now okay well, um, yeah. yeah yeah so uh the the questions were do we trade derrick henry robert said no do we trade kevin byard robert said no do we extend or sign jeffrey simmons robert said yes i actually said no so i was wrong on that one and then do we sign a wide receiver and robert said yes um so we didn't trade Derrick Although Henry. Although there's an asterisk on the wide receiver that we yeah. signed. See, I'm trying to give Robert some props. He here. might be a special teams player. It's it's Chris Moore from the Texans, one year, $1.3 million. Doesn't, doesn't move the needle. Uh, doesn't change that we still need to draft receivers. Stuart, do you know do you know who Chris Moore is? Uh, I, I do not, no. Seems like a low-stakes uh, <laughs> signing. Yeah, so Robert's like not one to give himself credit for it and – to basically admit that he's wrong on that one. But the only reason I, I got right. that right is because there's a W and an R next to his yeah, name. Yeah, factually, he is a wide receiver that we have signed. Um, I think we could make another bet, like our Marcus Johnson bet from two years ago. Oh. And we could put the over-under at three catches. I think we both might go under. Three catches? Three catches on oh, the I season. would take the over. Take the over. No, take I the over. Go under. I don't even know if he's going to make the team. See, that's that is something to think about because I mean, I would I would hope that we're drafting at least one, maybe two receivers. Hell, give me 3. I, I'm not actually, but I Honestly, I really do I want to go two. for 3. I mean, doesn't Mike Brable say he wants speed and we need more athleticism, guys who can take the top off the defense and we go and sign a 30-year-old wide receiver who runs a 47? I mean, what are we doing, man? <laughs> we already got bums at that position. Sorry, I don't want to get – they're good. Yeah, you're, They're good. They're NFL players. Most favorite bum of them all, Nick Westbrook-Akina. Yeah. He's he's really good at what he does, which is blocking, and I think we need some guys who are really good at catching. Yeah. So let's, let's touch on – we've, we've uh, gotten that do we sign a wide receiver tally in. Let's touch on the Derrick Henry situation because um, over the weekend – the American Ninja Warrior announcer at 3 a.m. on like Saturday morning or something tweeted out that Derrick Henry is being traded to the Eagles. 
and people are starting to believe this. They're starting to think that this guy is right. Let's the give him dude credit. Just an Let's give him credit. For American Ninja Warrior. Akbar Kabah Jabiamila. American Ninja Warrior announcer. Is this guy an Eagles fan? Just I don't. I don't know. I trolling the Titans. I don't think he has any inside scoop in the NFL. There was something that I saw. It was an. It was an Eagles Twitter account that was like trying not to read into it, but also the guys connected to some agency. Maybe I don't. I don't know. It's it's does honestly so, stupid. Does he have some connection to AJ Brown? I don't. I don't. He know. has not tweeted since. Since he he posted the breaking news, he's lost all credibility. He has ten million impressions. He's got a book. Check it out. Um, His actually, biggest don't check impression it out. before that was like three hundred eighty thousand. <laughs> this one got ten point seven million. So yeah, we'll are we see. sure he's not like a Russian bot or something? <laughs> well, I don't. I'm not sure about. He's anything. definitely not a Russian bot because I remember him in American Ninja Warrior. And this guy, like, when I saw that this is the dude that tweeted it out, I thought to myself. There's no way that this guy is right. There's no way. The first comment is, you lying. <laughs> and then he responded, just remember who told you first. So maybe he's, he's sticking to it. Maybe he's really got classic the inside scoop. And okay, here we go. Tennessee basketball is winning the national championship. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> is that before or after Auburn takes Julian Phillips uh, out of the transfer portal? It's uh, before. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you heard it here first, but yeah. So are we are we worried about Derrick Henry actually being traded? Because uh, I am not worried about it. I don't think it's going to happen. If it happens, I'll be devastated. I understand it, but I just think he's a guy. I, I've said this on this pod before. I just wanted to retire a Titan. Yep. I would. I'm at the almost at the point where I'm willing to sacrifice winning right now for him to be a Titan. It might yeah. not be the best uh, fan in me, but I'm just, I don't know. I love the guy so much. Stuart, uh, what do you think about Derrick Henry? Uh, I love Derrick Henry, one of my favorite Titans. Um, where he is in his career, I don't think it would be, from just like a football perspective, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world if we did lose him from a team culture standpoint. It would be devastating, to Robert's point. Absolutely devastating. Um, I'm a little scared that we actually would do it. I, I'm honestly just getting um, PTSD from last year when going up to the draft, I didn't think we were going to trade A.J. Brown a single bit, and then we did, and I was very sad. So I don't want to deal with that again, but I'm scared that I will. Um, Rand certainly seems like he's – Willing to trade anyone and everyone on yeah. this team. Everyone's available. Come give me your best offer, which is what it sounds like. That leads us to the the next one that you said, no, which you were right. We have not traded Kevin Byard, but he didn't show up to the voluntary workouts last week, and that's something he's usually there for. Like, I'm pretty sure he's been there every year. But it's odd because I don't know, is he – he's not – is he negotiating? He's not negotiating for a raise, so the only explanation is that he's really – He's upset that they're trying to mess with his money, which I get that. Like, that's actually one situation where I think I'm on Kevin Byard's side. Like, the guy has played like an absolute all-star for however many years he's been here. You can't go ask that man to take a pay cut. Yeah, like you're fine if if he's just a little frustrated, or um, you know, if that's the reason why he's not there, then you're fine with it because he deserve he deserve he's that good. Yeah. It just is scary that potentially that's a – I guess in the whole like, situation, I'm, I'm on Byard's side. I, and I'm, I'm a little bit nervous he's not showing up. But I don't really know. There's no end game other than if he's just pissed and he's, like, trying to force his way out of Tennessee yeah. because of it, which that doesn't seem like his MO either. I guess I'm just on his team – or, sorry, on his side in this against the team. And I'm sick of us not paying our good players because we're having to pay – you know, $30 million to guys who aren't on the team. Well, we have agreed to pay for our man Jeffrey Simmons. Thank goodness. At least. Thank um, goodness. How re how relieving was that when you saw that? 
it was it, it felt like um I had this massive massive burden off of my back that I'd been carrying around for years for years and years and years it's almost like the woman that I was in love with for you know 10 years had denied me and then she finally said yes that's how I felt that's how I felt Oh my gosh, that's amazing! Is that a real life personal? Experience Thankfully, no, or? I have not experienced that. <laughs> but I think the feeling I felt about Jeffrey Simmons was very close. Was very close to that. Yes, yeah, so we signed him for we extended them four years, uh, ninety four million dollars, sixty six million guaranteed, twenty four million dollars signing bonus, and it ended up uh, creating a little bit more cap space for us this year. Um, we have him until the end of the 2027 season. Like he then is, he is a free agent. Uh, he would be a free agent in the 2028 off season. It's pretty incredible. I it's, mean, it's just nice to see us paying our good players again. It is nice. It's just nice. You know, we still didn't keep David long and we didn't keep Nate Davis. And I guess they didn't want, they didn't want those guys. Uh, but I've, I've been pretty adamant this off season that it's time for us to start paying our, our good players again. Looking back, it really must have been that Vrabel just didn't like David Long and Nate Davis. Vrabel or – I mean, but we have we have this tendency the last five years to do this. I mean, J-Rob – it's not like J-Rob paid Jack Conklin or Rashawn Evans or Adoree Jackson or Corey Davis or Johnny Smith or the list goes on, you know. And we, at the time, we always were like, oh, well – John Robinson's right. Those are the right decisions. Correct. Because we trust them. And then you go out and you see the, the talent level we have at certain positions, and you're like, well, why are we not paying the guys who are good that we drafted? It's not that hard. Just just pay them. Um, it's easy for me to say. It's not my money. <laughs> or uh, draft better, maybe. But, yeah, maybe draft better, but, but you're also drafting decently enough to where you have really good players. <laughs> yeah. Just pay the guys you drafted. Um, Stuart, were you happy when – Jeffrey Simmons was was extended. Yeah, I think he's going to be a good player in the league for a, for a pretty long time. Long time. Yeah, very excited about that. Um, Do you know how uh, old he's going to be when the contract is up? Uh, I don't know how old he will be. Let's see. I don't. I think he's. I want to say he's around our age, maybe a year below. Maybe he's like twenty seven or something right now. Um, so I guess maybe he'd be in his. 30s by then yeah um, i could see him being like having fletcher clock fletcher cox like longevity here he's 25 actually so he is so he'll be, be like 30 yeah i'll be like pushing 30 at that yeah. time um yeah i mean i'm with you he that's a good uh good example of someone like still being dominant at that position and older he that's yeah great example of that um, okay, so then before we get into our uh, questions for Stewart, there was also another thing that came out. Jeremy Fowler with ESPN believes that Ryan Tannehill really is available um, for teams to look into. And, you know, teams like, I don't know, the Buccaneers maybe. Uh, I can't really think of other teams. Maybe the Falcons. The Jets need Arthur a quarterback. Smith. Well, that's true. The Jets still do need a quarterback. They're supposed to be resuming talks this week with the Packers. So, with that, I mean, going into this week of the draft is going to be crazy. And I think the the night of the draft is going to be – it's going to be a wild draft in the first place uh, with these quarterbacks and people with the movement and everything to maybe try and get them. Uh, do we think – I don't know. If you were to say right now is Ryan Tannehill the quarterback for the Titans next year. First game. Yes. Yes? I say yes. Yes. But, I mean, we don't really know Rand Carthon all that well just yet. So I think Tannehill's definitely available. and But, but it's, like the, it's like Russell Will, uh, Westbrook was available on the Lakers. <laughs> like, of, of course he's available. Any, if you want him, come get him. You know what I mean? Please. <laughs> like what yeah. please, what are you willing to offer? That's we're just funny. we're just list like anything you're willing to offer, we're definitely going to listen to. Yeah, I, I guess know. it's true too cuz Russell Westbrook's contract was yeah. not the, not the most favorable. So I don't think the lack the fact that Tannehill is going to still be a Titan is because the Titans are not 
putting him on the trade block. I think, of course, they have mentioned or every team in the NFL knows if they want Tannehill, they can trade probably a third-round pick for him or I don't know, whatever the price is. I'm, I highly doubt the Titans are um, being you know, stingy with the Tannehill trade. Yeah. I think I, it's I more of agree. a factor of the other teams in the NFL probably don't necessarily want him as their starting quarterback. Yeah, I, there's there's not really a market for him, barring some sort of like maybe it's a preseason or early season season ending injury to yeah a team that's competitive that's and good, thinks they too. can get over the hump with a journeyman or somebody of uh, you know Tannehill's talent that can come in and keep the ship moving. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with you. I think, yeah, uh, that's a good point, like a mid-season type thing that maybe the Titans aren't playing well, our record's not great, we're just already looking at the season as kind of a maybe a tank for Caleb Williams or something, you know, potentially just randomly off the top of my head, maybe a good quarterback coming out, who knows. But, um, yeah, that'd be interesting. I I uh I don't know. I, I, I get the sense I feel like he will be the quarterback still, but I just, like I said, we don't really know Rand Carthon all that well just yet to where we don't know what um, what he's trying to do. And we kind of got a little bit of a, an exam, like a little bit of a feeling for what he's trying to do with his free agent signings and kind of like the one-year prove-it deal or short contracts type thing. So um, that's really all we've gotten, though. Um, all right, so. Let's hop into the OnlyFans segment where we're OnlyFans. So if you are just joining us, we um, throughout the offseason, we've had a couple fans on and we just ask a background of how they're, you know, Titans fans, how uh, they became Titans fans and things like that. So we're going to do that with Stuart and uh, and we're also going to kind of transition from that. We're going to then talk about the NFL draft because that's coming this week, and I'm absolutely pumped about it. So, Stuart, um, we're going to ask you a little bit about your fandom. Uh, so uh, how long have you been a fan, and when did you become a Titans fan? Um, I'll let you answer those, and then I'll get to the next question. Yeah, I've been a Titans fan for a long time. My earliest Titans memory was the uh, Super Bowl against the Rams. Uh, I was, uh, I'm was i from Ohio originally, and everybody in my family was rooting for the Rams with the <laughs> Kurt Warner backstory. Yeah. Pretty great, but I just love the Titans uniform, so I'm rooting for the Titans <laughs> in that Super Bowl. I love that. Wait, so do you still love the Titans uniforms? Or do you like the old ones better? I, I do like the new ones more than the old ones at this okay. point. But, I mean, for a nine-year-old kid, those Titans uniforms were they were awesome. Yeah. So that's my earliest Titans uh, memory. Um, I wasn't really much of a pro football fan. Like I said, I was from Northeast Ohio. The, the, the Browns had left town, and then they came back, and they were absolutely terrible. And uh, I was more of a college football fan, big Ohio State Buckeyes fan. Gotcha. And uh, – once my family moved to, to Tennessee in the spring of 2006, and if you remember that draft, that was the Vince Young oh, draft. That draft so was awesome. So I was a bit of a free agent when it came to pro football teams. <laughs> I had my allegiances to the Browns, but they were terrible. So I was ready to root for uh, for a team that was competitive. And and really what sparked my Titans fandom was the play of uh, one Pac-Man Jones <laughs> that year. On the kick returns, punt returns, those interceptions, those plays he was making were like it was electric. I'd never seen that before. In That's the, incredible in the NFL. So. so you okay? So you you gave a little bit of you know favorite or not favorite. You mentioned some players, but favorite memory and favorite Titans player. Um, would you say Pac-Man Jones was your favorite Titans player? Uh, at the time, he was he was yeah uh, he was. Uh, I was a really big fan of uh, CJ Two K. Yeah, Amart Hall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did Ahmad Hall have a big fumble or was that Algie Crumpler? No, it was Algie Crumpler. Yeah. The Ravens game. Yeah. Um and then uh would you say you said a early memory was the Titans uniforms, but do you have a favorite memory that you can think of? Oh geez, probably uh 
I can't remember what season that was, but there was a season where the Titans were like eight no. Maybe I think Vandy had like a really hot start. It might have been uh, Chris Johnson's rookie year, um, but that was a uh, it led to some uh, a crushing playoff loss to the oh, Ravens. That was yeah, Algie Crumpler. <laughs> when he went, was, when uh, yeah. uh, CJ went down with that injury. Oh, they were they had a they had a hit out on his head. I mean, they they were destroying him. Yeah, didn't look like the cleanest play, but hey, that's the past. I've I've let that go. Um, okay, so with a Titans fan, we know with being a Titans fan, we know it can be very up and down. Um, you could argue that's how it is with all sports fans, but it just it's it just feels different being a Titans fan. What's something that you love and also hate about being a Titans fan? Yeah, what I love about being a Titans fan is it's really accessible. Like I came in, I was a transplant, right? I mm -hmm. came into it. I was able to plug right in. You know, there's a lot of sports teams and fandoms out there that are, uh, we'll just say inaccessible yeah. to outsiders. They're like right? really stubborn to where they don't want any, right. anyone else being right. fans. But with Titans fans, I mean, it, we welcome anybody. I mean, if you see, you know, one thing about in, in Tennessee is you see a lot of people, there's still people wearing Vince Young or Jake Locker jerseys out there, <laughs> you know? And so it's like, yeah, we're we're you know we've we've never been one of the like elite top tier franchises, but we're a proud franchise for sure. Absolutely. Um, and then what do you, what do you hate about being a Titans fan? Oh man, that's a double edged sword because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just we can't seem to get over that hump and join that elite level. It's uh, it's frustrating. That's uh, so true. We have some peaks and we have some valleys, but. The peaks are never quite feel as high as, as some of the valleys feel God, low. That's, that that hurts because I, I hadn't really. It's one of those feelings where you think to yourself, like, "Will we ever get there?" Oh uh, yeah. Um, and it kind of makes you, you wonder if all this is worth it. <laughs> Maybe I just, you know what? I'm out. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, when we traded AJ Brown last year, it was one of those feelings where. Like we had that elite receiver, that elite player that we just let go. And then we see him do what he does that next season with the Eagles. And it's just crushing. Right. Like, yeah, that was a uh, tragedy. That was a tragedy on a football scale. Tragedy. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember. Maybe I texted Robert when that when I saw that I texted my brother-in-law. He's a huge Titans fan, too. Yeah. And we were both just like, I hate this. This is the worst. The worst. We finally get it an elite player <laughs> on offense at a, a showy position. And I don't know if it came down to if it came down to at the end of the day, he just didn't want to be a Titan. And there were just personal differences there. I get it. But get I it, think. Yeah. So far, the balance is we lost that trade. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's it was it was never a short term reason for trading. Like we're gonna have to just see what plays out. Um, but right now, you can't you can't say anything other than we have absolutely lost that yeah. trade. And sadly, that is J Rob's legacy. That trade. Yeah. It's not fair because he had five or six years here. And he did a lot of really good things, and he got us out of the cellar. Um, and we won two AFC South championships or division titles, and we went to the playoffs and the AFC championship and all this stuff. But he's always going to be remembered as the guy who refused to pay A.J. Brown. And that right now looks terrible. It looks absolutely terrible. Now, in four years, it might look a lot better. Traylon Burks might turn into a stud. Maybe A.J.'s knees – you know, not wishing that on him for certainly, but that that's the story they told us at least is why they traded him because of his knees um, or that why they didn't want to pay him. So, yeah. I mean, they're, but they're, then even, even then it's going to be like, we're going to think of it being a Rand Carthon thing because in four years, say we're better and we're kind of out of it. We think to ourselves like Rand Carthon got us the players and did what he had to do. Well, to I think we'll always, get us back. I think we'll uh, maybe, maybe right. I think I'll always remember AJ and, and Traylon associated with J Rob because it was just so yeah yeah I'm just saying yeah so public we probably won't even want to, to give John the, Robinson the credit at well that. and the fact that J Rob got fired the week after the Eagles game like that is 100% Amy Adams saying you're gone like AJ just scored two touchdowns I got 
flicked off and jeered and yelled at by a bunch of drunk Eagles fans all game. I hate this. You're yeah, fired. it's almost like John Robinson kept telling Amy Adams drunk, just trust me on this one. It's the right move. Just trust me. Yep. And then she sees it with her own two eyes. And billionaire, billionaires two hate being yelled at by, by common folk. Yeah. <laughs> he made common a judgment folk. call, and those are those are the consequences <laughs> of it. If a GM is a common folk, then I don't even no, no, what am I? By, no, Amy oh, Adams common folk hates get, she didn't like getting yelled at by, tight, by Philly fans. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. And fl- they were literally, there's videos of them turning around and flicking her oh, off I an know. owner's yeah, box, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. like 10 feet away from her. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> she, she had to take it out on somebody. Okay. So Stuart, let's, let's hear, let's hear, uh, let's hear something spicy. What is, what is your hottest take as a Titans fan? Oh man. Uh, right now. Okay. This Mike Vrabel's tenure can go one to two ways. One way. I think, if if this year particularly in the next two years go right, he can have like a Mike Tomlin esque run as the okay. Titans coach. On the flip side, if this draft and this year are play play out a certain way, I think he's gone within eighteen months. Whoa. That's I mean Pettit actually was kind of alluding to that. Let me ask you point. a question. What if he and Ran have sat Amy down this offseason and said, Listen, we don't have a good quarterback, or we don't have the answer at quarterback. These are the things we need to do. We really want to go get a good quarterback in 2024, so we're going to tank in 2023, but we need you to sign off on it. Do you think there's any possibility he's done that? That's my preferred way for this to go. <laughs> Stuart's like, I hope he's done that. <laughs> yes, I do. I hope he's done that. I hope, I hope that was part of the, the onboarding process with Rain and part of getting him to the Titans organization was – having that clear vision of, hey, listen, we're competitive people. We're a proud franchise, you know, um, it, but here are some steps we need to take in order to get into the competition with some of the, the top yeah. franchises in the league. Yeah. Um, what my fear, though, is that Vrabel's a proud guy. He's not one of – he does not – even if he agrees with going the tanking route, I don't know. They don't really tank, but you know, um, even if he agrees to go that route, that's not, he's not going to like it, you know? And my fear is that his, his, uh, he decides or they decided that he, he doesn't want to tank and he's going to do everything he can to be competitive. And we do have enough talent between like the defense and I know, uh, I know Tannehill's not like the biggest uh, guy on this podcast, but he is good enough to keep us out of a number one he pick. He is 100% correct. I think that's why Robert even dislikes him more. Well, it's just it puts us in – we are going to the consistently be average. Yeah. yeah, the dead zone. We can't yeah. – he's never going to be bad enough for us to get a top pick, and he's never going to be – I don't think good enough to win the Super Bowl. That's why I think, especially with our current roster, right, right. I think if if we have maybe we have if we had like one or two, maybe three wins going into the trade deadline, and some other one of these competitive teams, you know, God forbid something happens to Josh Allen, and the Bills need a quarterback, or or you know, one of these top tier guys goes down, and these other teams are like, we have our Super Bowl window, we got to win like this year and we can move Tannehill at the deadline and then just kind of coast through the rest of the year, try to finish under four wins yeah. and be in position for a top five yeah. pick going into next year. You know, that's a good point. And I kind of like that strategy because I don't know that you can go into a season planning to tank because in the NFL, like you could fluke into three wins out of the first five. And then all of a sudden you're three and two and you're like, well, I mean, we can't, what, what the chances of us losing the rest of our games are pretty low. We're probably going to win a couple more, maybe four or five more. I don't know. So it's it's to your point, like more of a maybe a decision you kind of make. You kind of you kind of tell yourself if we're at this point by the trade deadline, then we're going to unload all of these players and really position ourselves for a quarterback in this draft. I think it's probably really really difficult to go into a season in training camp in preseason. And be planning to lose games. <laughs> right, right. That's probably what kills your culture. But if you're, like you said, halfway through the season, 
and things haven't been going well, maybe you're leading the league in injuries for the third year in a row, then you kind of <laughs> say, let's let's punt and go get ourselves a quarterback. But Yeah. I um I think on paper, or not even really just on just like the thought of getting someone like a Caleb Williams or Drake May next year is it sounds so great. It's just like like you like both of y'all are saying it it's hard to think of an NFL team being like, All right, we're gonna lose yeah. as many games as we can, lose the locker room, people like Kevin Byard wanna leave your team. Right. Stuff like that. So the other thing that I think it's important to point out is um, Vince Young, third overall pick. Marcus Mariota, second overall pick. Jake Locker, 10th. I think, yeah. Yeah. It's not like we've got a great track record of drafting quarterbacks. So just (laughs) because we say tank in 2024, we'll go get Caleb Williams and we'll go, or we'll go get Drake May, like there's no guarantee that whoever we bring in here as a top round pick as a quarterback is going to do anything. But I think, I think enough Titans fans are now at the point where we've seen average quarterback play for so long that we're all, I think a lot, we're willing to gamble. We're, we're willing to almost give up a season to take a chance at buying a lottery ticket on somebody who could potentially be, there's like that 20% chance they could be a top five quarterback. Well, I think that's why we, uh, liked Tannehill so much in that 19 to 20 run because we actually started to see good quarterback play yeah, and we, yeah. were, we were just fiending for that and like, we've and myself included but like we've just been begging and hoping and praying that Tannehill gets back to that level and he just he's just not he hasn't especially not when it matters and we've covered that before but all that being said let's ask this question is there a quarterback in this draft who is worth going all in for? Uh, I mean, yes, I would say Bryce Young, but he's probably going to go number one I'd to agree. the Panthers. Um, I also would love to say C.J. Stroud, but there is a smearing campaign of C.J. Stroud going on right now. I don't know what it is. Chances that Mike Vrabel is behind it. To get him to drop. There's a possibility. <laughs> there's there. a possibility. Uh, that S, there's like an S2 cognitive test or something. It's this new study. I don't even know 100% how it works, what it is. It's just this new like cognitive analytic type thing. And there's a certain test that they do on the quarterbacks. Uh, and usually like there have been some quarterbacks in the last few years, the ones who've done well in the league, they did well in this S2 test. There were rumors that C.J. Stroud got like an 18 on it out of 100. <laughs> and people are really worried about that. There were quotes of like, that's borderline, uh, you know, that test score could cost them a lot of money. Uh, that's very, you know, concerning, stuff like that. So, I mean, C.J. Stroud could, I mean, you see his play against Georgia. It's like that. That thing that it's like the really good golf shot that makes you want to come back. That's that game against Georgia is CJ Stroud's tape that everyone sees that makes them realize and think they want this quarterback as their NFL quarterback. But to be fair, he was doing that against every other Big Ten team during the season. Everyone just thought that the Big Ten defenses are terrible. And so they didn't think they could he could do it against a Georgia. And then he does it against Georgia. And like he was good the year before too. Yeah, like he's. It's not like he just had this good game out of nowhere. I mean, he's been it. He was one of the top five star quarterbacks in his class, and he led Ohio State. Uh, I guess they didn't make the playoffs either year. No, it was a Rose Michigan. Bowl win. Yeah, but um, or no, they went to the playoffs. They this went past to the playoffs. Yeah, this past year and lost to Georgia, but arguably they're a missed they're a missed field goal away from being the national champions because they would have beaten TCU. Yeah, likely. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, I when I saw that game against Georgia, was sold as I could be on him if the Titans move up. And there's still rumors that we move up to number three. I don't know that it's my preference because I don't think we have the players or the, the people in place to really groom a quarterback. But, hey, 
I've been clamoring for someone to buy a lottery ticket uh, in the front office on our team. And so if they do it now, I'll get behind it for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so with the NFL draft, uh, I know we can talk about the some of the scenarios that we would like in the first round. Um, we can talk about other positions, what we think we want. I think we should just go into um, – I mean – Stuart, you said you're an Ohio State fan. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are three Ohio State f- players who if we end up with either one of them, any of them, I'll be very happy. C.J. Stroud, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Paris Johnson. Um, if Stuart, if you, were, if you were Rand Carthon, what are you doing in the first round? Who are you taking? Yeah. I, are you I, trading up? Are you – like what – just give me a rundown. Yeah. I – I love C.J. Stroud. I think he's going to be a very, very good NFL quarterback. He was a great college quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I I hate him for the Titans at three. I okay. hate the Titans trading up at three. I don't think it. I don't think it's worth the capital we'd have to give up. There's so many needs on the Titans roster. I don't think it's worth it to trade up at three. Stroud at eleven. I love that. Yeah. If he's there, I don't think he'll be there. That'd be a massive speed. But that would be incredible if he was. Oh, yeah. I think they should take him if he's there at 11. Um, I love JSN, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, the wide receiver. Uh, I think he'd actually fit well into our team uh, from a personnel standpoint with his ability out of the slot Mm -hmm. and uh, what he can do with the ball in his hands and getting open. Um, But the O-line is so bad – I think you, if you don't trade out of that pick, I think you need to take Paris Johnson yeah. at eleven. So being an Ohio State fan, like is Paris Johnson the kind of tackle that you, you like actually notice him on the field because he's so good. Oh yeah, yeah. We've uh, Ohio State has been very lucky. Ohio State fans have been very lucky the past few years with all the talent coming through, but especially on the O line this past year. I mean, C.J. Stroud had incredible pockets. He'll never have pockets like that in the NFL. Yeah. Um, And that's part of my concern if we were to trade up to three to grab him is that our O-line is so bad that I don't – I just don't see it playing out well if we were to trade up to three to grab him. Yeah. Um, And I guess, Robert, with you where you are, there's another quarterback we didn't mention. Uh, Well, two other quarterbacks – uh, that we didn't mention in terms of potentially changing your franchise and someone you would see to go for. Um, one of those we are very much, we do not think that he would be. Let's, uh, let's just get out. Let's just get out in front of it. If Will Levis is a Tennessee Titan, <laughs> I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to take it well. I might not be on this podcast again. I will maybe be more <laughs> sad than when we traded AJ last year. Yeah, if Will if Will Levis is our pick at eleven, um, I mean I, the the level of devastation I will be feeling. <laughs> I don't. I can't even explain it to you. When we drafted Malik Willis last year in the third round, you and I were watching together, mm-hmm. and it was unexpected, but we were kind of hoping for it, and we went crazy. We were so it excited. Felt great. Felt amazing. Um, that the exact inverse of that feeling is how it'll be when we if and when we draft Malik, uh Will Levis. Now, maybe the fact that Malik Willis is turning out quickly to be potentially not uh, quite the player anyone thought he was going to be when we drafted him, you know, means that our reaction to Will Levis uh being a bad one, I, I'm trying to say like because we were so the excited inverse, about Malik yeah. Willis, the inverse situation yeah. of being happy we drafted him. Maybe the inverse situation happens where he's not trash. Yeah, maybe maybe we're like actually terrible at evaluating quarterbacks <laughs> based on highlights and tweets, <laughs> and uh, we actually should just I mean, trust people who do this for a living. Will Levis is – he's got a rocket arm. There's like a video came out of him, him on his knees chucking it 50 yards and it hit the crossbar. Jamarcus Russell did that at seven. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I do not care about that. I saw this man play with my own two eyes in person, and I just didn't think he was good. And I, I frankly, I can't stand the guy. Have you seen the video of him eating that banana with just the 
the, he didn't even peel it. Oh, Full my. on banana peel and everything. No way. Yeah. That's There gross. was also a video of him. He like talked about how he puts mayonnaise in his coffee. What? And then he came out and said, no, I don't actually do that. That was just a stunt. Well, hey, that's even worse, Will Levis. You just acted like it was cool to put mayo in coffee <laughs> I think that's for funny. attention. I think that's kind of funny. <laughs> you stink. Get out of here, like Will him more, actually. <laughs> no, that makes me like him less. Yeah, I'm with this JG man on this stinks. one. That's all we're talking about, Will Levis. Now, let me say this. Him. Let me say this. If we draft Will Levis, I will be really upset for about a week. I will turn into the biggest Will Levis fan about a week later. And that's going to be of any Titans player. Hey, I'm a fan. No. I'm only I'm only a fan. My reactions in the moment are what they're going to be, but I will get on board. And uh, I just want you to know, I'll come on this podcast and I'll be telling you all the good things about Will Levis. And you heard how, it here first. <laughs> how excited I am and all the great throws he made. And, uh, yeah, so so that's kind of yeah, how – I start saying what everyone else is saying. But, yeah, well – you know the the interceptions he threw against Tennessee like weren't really you know that bad. Yeah, the receiver the receiver ran the wrong route, miscommunication. Yeah, yeah I, like so I'm that's just I'm gonna get on board. I just that's how I am. I know it. I know it. And uh, but when I get out, I'm out. Like I'm out on Tannehill. I'm not getting back on on board with Tannehill. I'm currently out on Will Levis, but I haven't seen him throw yet. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna get quickly <laughs> back on him. With the Titans, if he drafts, gets drafted by us. Okay, so the other quarterback we need to talk about is Anthony Richardson. This man is an athletic freak. He is a specimen. And I remember last year against Utah, that first game, he went crazy. He had that play on the two-point conversion where he, like, spun out of the tackle, rolled out, and found the guy in the end zone for – I think it was a two-point conversion. It might have been like yep. on a fourth down. But – People were freaking out about him game one. And then he goes out against the against Kentucky and looks horrible. Um, so, I don't know. I, I think Anthony Richardson's one of those where it's like a more athletic Malik Willis feeling where I would – I don't necessarily prefer it. But if we get him, I'll try and get behind it. Um, I just don't know how that would play out. And I feel like – Anthony Richardson really needs yeah to be in a good situation. If I'm at a if I'm at a scale of one to ten, I'm probably at a one or a two on Will Levis. I'm at probably a three or a four on Anthony Richardson. Uh, I won't be as upset because I think the ceiling is so much higher for him. Uh, I still am not necessarily hoping we draft Anthony Richardson. Just to pile on that, where are you on like C.J. Stroud? At eleven. Well, yeah, I guess at eleven. Oh, at a, I'm at a ten. What I'm about CJ Stroud eleven? Okay, so Trey Will Levis at eleven, Anthony Richardson eleven, CJ Stroud trading up at three. Uh, probably like a three or four. Okay, I just don't want to give up all those assets and kind of like Stewart said, there's too many question marks. But once again, <laughs> if we do it, I'm gonna get on board. <laughs> get behind it. Yeah. Did you have some on Anthony Richardson, Stewart? Yeah. How, do we know how many games he started? I don't know. He started one season. One season. Okay. He started a few games the the year before. Yeah. Like maybe two. Yeah. Yeah. So so not a lot of experience. But he was hurt most of the, the previous year. Yeah. Him and Emory Jones Emory were going Jones. back and forth. And to me, Anthony Richardson feels like Trey Lance two point oh. Which Titans which could, could also be good trade because <laughs> the tra- Trey Lance just gets hurt all the time. Yeah. Wait. Wait. I'm just saying, like. Trey Lance could actually might actually be good. We just have no idea because he gets hurt. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. He, he also had it, very it little college experience. Yeah, little Sorry. college experience. No, no, you're yeah. good. Yeah, he had, Trey Lance definitely had little experience. But okay, one out of ten, us trading for Trey Lance. Six, five and a half. What if we trade up to three, but Trey Lance is a part of the deal? What? How, how would that happen? Uh, that's a good point. They play on different <laughs> teams. I think. What if we trade up to three? And DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins is a part of the trade. Uh, I've, I've okay. got to stick trade to up, my trade up to three for CJ Stroud and DeAndre Hopkins is a part of the trade. Listen, I've got to stick to my, yeah, you're uh, right. You're my, right. I, I, I don't want 32 year old wide receivers that you pay $30 million to. I just, I don't think it's a good recipe for success. Let me paint you this picture <laughs> one year, $1.3 million, a 30 year old wide receiver who's nowhere close to DeAndre Hopkins. What's his name, Chris Boyd? played for the Texans. <laughs> How about that? 
Seymour. His name is Chris Moore. Seymour. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, all right. So should we go around and say like our most, uh, what we're highest on for the Titans to do? Yeah. In the first. I'm, I'm in on that. Do you want to start or you want me to go? You go. I am always a wide receiver lover. I played wide receiver um, in high school. I did not. <laughs> I barely play, I didn't really play much wide receiver in high school. I played a lot of special teams. Um, so, yeah, He's the got, Chris Moore the Chris Moore of <laughs> – You watch yourself. The Chris Moore of <laughs> – No, because Chris Moore actually – Middle Tennessee – Played on offense. I did. I did, I did not. Um, I. It's always. It's easier for me to like. Whenever I do. Whenever I look into draft stuff and players, it's literally just watching YouTube highlights. It's never like going to all twenty two film or whatever. And you're not getting into a hotel it. room at, no. and senior in Mobile. <laughs> no. Going yeah. to scouting guys. So I'm literally just watching that's, highlights. That's our next step. <laughs> Once we well, get on a new podcast. Live from the network. Shriners game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Shrine Bowl. Um, yeah. So for me, it's like, it's easy for me to look at receivers and, and figure out which ones I really like or, or I can just notice them when they're playing in the college. So I, one of the things that I really want the Titans to do, whether it's at 11 in the second round, I, I, I would say I want a receiver in one of the first two rounds. And I want another receiver later in the draft. Like I want two receivers in this draft. And you, I think that's you want, doable. Is it Jackson Smith and Jigba at eleven or bust for you? No, it's not Smith and Jigba or bust. But like I could definitely get behind Paris Johnson at eleven. I like your. I like Broderick Jones, but I I would like trading back for him. I don't know if I would like him at eleven. Um, just because I think that from what everyone everyone's been talking about. I feel like he could be there. Are there later. any names, other receiver names in the first two rounds that that? Yeah, uh, I got you. I got a li- I got a list here. All right, talk to you. me. There are certain receivers that I want at least one of these guys in this draft: um, Jackson Smith and Jigba, okay. Zay Flowers from Boston College, Boston College, okay. Josh Downs from North Carolina, okay. Cedric Tillman, VFL, Ooh. or Tank Dell. From Houston. All right, so no Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt, he like if we end up with him, great. But I don't care for that. I don't know. I two I'm, it, one trick pony. I just don't. I don't. I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, one trick pony. We we could use speed. Obviously, Mike Vrabel said he we wants could speed, use but, speed. <laughs> but I still just I don't know. I I don't like. I'm not. Slamming the table for Jalen Hyatt. Any one of these guys I'm slamming the table for. Especially Josh Downs. I think he's my favorite out of all these guys. I think my favorite is Cedric Tillman. I Cedric Tillman is is great. And he's not getting talked about enough. If we but could I go, think he goes in the second round. All right, you go, Stuart, and then I'll then I'll give my first round uh analysis slash preference. One last thing, offense. I just want I don't even care if we draft any defensive players. Okay. Offense. All right. Yeah, for, so we're talking first round pick. No, just in for. the draft, like what's a a storyline for the Titans that you want in the draft? Yeah, we we have to we have to fill some voids on offense. Um, I think uh, along the offensive line, I already alluded to that. Uh, we definitely need to fill in the wide receiver. I don't think Seymour is gonna <laughs> fill that. Fill We've that already void. given him a nickname, Seymour. <laughs> that, uh, I don't even know yeah, if that's his nickname. That wide receiver but. room was was pretty uh, was brutal. Last year, we needed an upgrade in talent there. Um, I love JSN. Um, I'm not crazy about the guy out of TCU. Uh, I can't remember his name. Oh, yeah, Quentin, me. Quentin Johnston. Quentin Johnston. I'm not not a big, huge on him. Um, I like Zay Flowers, um, but I think at I think it's more important for us to go O line at 11 than than wide receiver. Even though we we desperately need wide receiver help as well. Yeah, I think. I like. I feel like you can't really you can't go wrong at eleven with going one of those tackles or like Skaronski from Northwestern, who's right, yeah. more of a guard, but supposedly he's. But we need guards. Incredible, Robert. What do you think? So I my first preference is for us to trade back um, 
into like late teens, early 20s. Now, I don't really know who's going to trade up with us and who they're going to trade up for. Uh, I think a lot of teams in the NFL draft would love to trade back. That's kind of, if there's not an obvious guy, oh, trade back. But So it's a lot easier said than done. I don't know that it's going to be on the table for us to do. If it is, I would love to see us trade back and take an offensive lineman like Broderick Jones in the middle of the first round and then get a wide receiver like Josh Downs or Cedric Tillman um, in the second round and then get another wide receiver potentially or maybe a corner with the other pick that we could you know we could get because um, I just think we need bodies we need more talent we need more players we need we, we just need a lot of things in this out of this draft um, that we didn't address in free agency and we're clearly saving cap space for next year and so if we're gonna go big next year let's take a lot of swings in the draft this year you know, so we can potentially find a diamond in the rough, hit on somebody that that maybe we don't have to take a big as big of a swing on at that position in the in free agency next year. So that's my first choice. If we can't trade back, then assuming C.J. Stroud and uh, Bryce Young are gone, which history tells us and our knowledge of the quarterback position in the draft tells us they're going to be gone. Assuming those two guys are gone. And there's not like a Jalen Carter who drops because of off-the-field stuff or some guy that you had in the top five that's that's there. Then I think you go with one of the offensive linemen that you really, really like. Um, I think that's just a safe pick. I, I really – if Will Levis and Anthony Richardson are there, I've, I've already said it, I don't think we should go there. I would be happy with Jackson Smith and Jigba. I'd get behind it. Um Jackson Smith and Jigba, though, I think might be gone before that pick. I think there's a pretty good chance wide receiver goes before 11. Um, it's very rare that one of the top wide receiver goes, you know, after 11. So, and then if we don't go quarterback at 11, stay tuned for a Hendon Hooker in the second round. Oh, I know a lot of people are saying he might get drafted in the first. I. I'm not buying it. I Are those Vols fans? Who's saying that? <laughs> <laughs> Easy there, Ohio State fan. <laughs> I saw a mock draft that Hendon Hooker might go in the first. I just don't think there's as many quarterback needy teams this year. Um, and so, you know, I could see I could see us taking a swing on Hendon Hooker. I think the thing about Hendon Hooker that makes people really enjoy him and like him as an option is he, like, he really does. He really is a leader. He commands, commands the room. He commands the huddle. Like he's composed. The dude's a he's a stud. And I, yeah, I loved him last year. Obviously, um, he provided me a lot of joy last year. Oh yeah. Um and, uh, yeah. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if the end of the first round, some people want to take a chance on him that they already have an established quarterback. They get their guy potentially of the future, but <clears throat> I think, in a way, I'm I am skeptical of the Tennessee offense with Hendon Hooker and Jalen Hyatt both. It's like because I'm close to it, I'm even more worried about it. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, like I'm I'm not biased toward it when a lot of Tennessee fans are, and I'm not. Um, yeah, with with Hooker, I think the intangibles are there. Like you guys were saying, he's a good leader, great in the locker room. Everybody loves him. But to your point about that Tennessee offense, I think it's from the kind of Art Bryles book, the old yeah, Baylor yeah. offense uh, Just back in the spread, day. Finding it, the guy that's open on the first read. Those guys guy have open. not translated to the NFL. Yeah, I, I think Corey Coleman is your great yeah. Jalen Hyatt worry. Corey Coleman – not the same player, super fast. not the same type of player. But. Yeah, super fast and was in similar type offense and got to the NFL and just struggled. Flame so I, I worry about Browns, that yeah. with Jalen Hyatt. Um, but Corey Coleman even had a faster 40 than Jalen Hyatt. I was kind of disappointed with Jalen Hyatt's 40 at the combine. Um, a couple other receivers, Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss. Mm. Uh, and then a couple guys that you could maybe get maybe later – I don't know how high this guy's going to go, but Michael Wilson from Stanford, he uh, did pretty well at the Senior Bowl. 
and then Jaden Reed, quick slot shifty guy from Michigan State. Um, he's one that probably like third day would would maybe be there. Um, yeah, I like your. I mean, I I like that mindset, Robert. Um, is there anyone other than quarterbacks? Is there anyone like at eleven? We we take or like a position? Absolutely not. I don't want. Like, would you would you like the best available defender at eleven? Uh, I don't know. Say Jalen Carter's there. Oh, 100%. oh, Jalen Carter's there. I'm down. Uh, but like a uh, Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. You know who that is. Uh, I know that he's a white defensive end, and that's all. And I've never watched a highlight tape of him. I or knew Kyle Vandenbosch. I have no idea. Like that's <laughs> some of that stuff is is you know I I've done it in years past where I get really really into the mock draft or watch highlights of every single potential first round pick. I try to read all the scouting reports, and you know what? It just turns into I know almost less about the players than. I do beforehand somehow because they, I, you know, we get, they, they, it never turns out how I think I, it will turn out. So yeah. I'm just kind of taking it this year as uh, just taking it in stride. I also, I have no idea what we're going to do. We could trade up, we could stick, we could trade back. We could take about five different positions. We could go best defender available. We could go offensive line. We could go quarterback wide receiver. There's so many options. It's going to be a wild uh, weekend for the Titans for sure. And we're going to, I think we're going to have a much better idea about what the team is expecting uh, moving forward. I think a lot of us are starting to think and, and maybe even hope that 2023 is sort of a tanking year where if we trade Tannehill and we ride with a rookie quarterback, we're kind of, you know, we're kind of, not only are we tanking, but we're putting all our cards in on this guy. I think I, I, my hope is that if we are tanking, that we hold back on putting all of our cards in so we can kind of develop some other players around the offensive line and around the weapons in the in the offensive um, position rooms so that when we bring in a guy next year, he has more around him. Right now, if you bring in a rookie quarterback, he doesn't have much around him. It's not a great recipe for success. Yeah, his receiving – like, say you bring in C.J. Stroud, his receiving core was yeah. better at Ohio State. Yeah, <laughs> oh, bring, undoubtedly. You bring <laughs> in C.J. Stroud, and then the all the talking points in the offseason of 2024 are going to be, well, we got to go get C.J. Stroud weapons because we don't really know what he is because yeah. he doesn't have enough around him because yeah. he's going to get sacked. He's not going to have good enough receivers, and Derek is, you know – Great, but he's one man. Yeah. And he's the king, but he's one man. He is man. the king. Um, I think one of the positions, or a couple positions, uh, I know, like, defense, edge, linebacker would love that. Maybe, like, a corner randomly. I saw something that was kind of funny. Uh, someone was saying, you know, John Robinson would always draft, like, a safety or a nickelback type. We would always have just <clears throat> a ton of random safeties. We've been, we've signed a couple, uh, like linebackers, and it's someone said Rand Carthon's uh, or John Robinson's safeties are Rand Carthon's linebackers. He just signs a bunch of random linebackers that can come in and just fill in. They're going to contribute, maybe look pretty good, uh, but we just have a ton of them. Um, but tight end and running back, I think we could take a pretty good tight end in this class. Maybe what if Darnell Washington's there in the second round? Take him. If Darnell knows? Washington is there, is there any chance he be our left tackle of the future? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we got Taylor Lewan involved in the passing game sometimes, <laughs> That's right. so maybe. Um, and then running back, I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw one name out there: Tulane running back Tajay Spears. Not the name I thought you were gonna throw out. He he's exciting. I think he's exciting. He's great. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think at the end of the day with the NFL draft, it's always a lot of fun. You get new players on your team and like it, it's just a, it's just really fun. The NFL draft is awesome. I love it. Um unfortunately, this year we're not doing a live recording. We've done that the last couple of years and um we just schedules didn't allow it for this year. Uh we're probably too hurt from the AJ Brown trade last year to where 
we're just not emotionally ready for that. I'm totally kidding. It's it's straight up just the schedule. But um, for the draft, it's Thursday night, first round, second, third round, Friday night, and then Saturday, it's the rest of the rounds, four through seven. All I know is, last little thought. Let's give like one little thought. Rand Carthon from San Francisco. Um, I don't know. I think he did pretty well there from what we know with him in his decision-making. Everyone talks about Elijah Mitchell. He helped out with that. Um, so we'll see. I'm kind of – I'm just – I'm excited for the draft. Um, should be fun. It should be a lot of fun. Stuart, thanks a ton for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having coming me, guys. On. Um, we're, we're glad that you became a Titans fan in your little free agency period. Um, we're glad Vince Young was the one that kind of brought you to it. Um, but, yeah, so that's what we got. The Only Fans episode with Stuart, where we're only fans. Um, Robert, do you have anything as as we're going out? Maybe like a draft day, don't draft this guy? Nothing Bo- Bo other Callahan than player? on uh, Sunday, on this Sunday, all 32 NFL teams are going to think they can win the Super Bowl. <laughs> that's exactly right. And you got to love it. That's, that's sports for you. And I love it. All right, well, that's what we got. Uh, we're Primetime Titans. I'm JG. I'm Robert. Thank you, Stuart, for joining us. And uh, let's go draft. Let's let's draft the players of the future for the Titans. I love it. We thank y'all. My mama told me, son, always be a good boy. Don't ever play with guns. But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and cry.